0: This is a CBC Podcast.
1: Hey, I'm Claire Bonnyman.
0: And I'm Mindari Wall. And welcome to The Loop.
1: This week on the show, we're talking about the mall. Which mall? The You don't know which one? No, you know. you know. You know, know. You know exactly we which mall know. I'm talking about. Of course. West Edmonton Mall, literally a massive figure in Edmonton, and it feels like everyone has a connection or story or memory of the mall. Enter our producer, Leslie
2: Goldstone. Hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going well. How do you feel about the mall? I have... <laughs> mixed deep feelings about the mall. (laughs) Well, because you
1: you worked there. You didn't just go there as a shopper, but you worked there for how long?
2: A long time. Probably two years. Okay. I even worked there when I first started at CBC because I worked the very early shift at CBC and then I would go to my mall job after that. Oh, Um, wow. What a time. When I first started, My little store was across the street. They used to have these huge, because they are designated as a zoo, I think you know that. Yes, yep. So they had these huge glass enclosures with these beautiful flamingos in them. And who knew that flamingos screamed? (laughs) I didn't. I do. What does it sound like? It,
1: uh, <laughs> do it! Can you do a flamingo impression? I can't do a
2: flamingo. Oh. <laughs> well, I think they were really pissed off being in the in the enclosure, and they I, just screamed all day. Yeah. I can Where imagine, imagine? <laughs> it was so loud. It was up in phase one. Okay, um, and it kind of. Uh, well, I have vague store, recollection then. of
0: this, but I, I just can't yeah. pinpoint it.
2: Well, but, and then they had other wild birds in other enclosures. Right, peacocks at some point, right? Yes, I, I heard peacocks about the scream too.
0: I remember that now. Yeah, big like it was like a big bird cage.
2: Yeah, oh, massive.
0: Jeez, I've forgotten all about. So that. So
2: our little store <laughs> would be there. You could sometimes not even hear the people because the birds, the birds were so loud. loud. Oh my oh, god! Wow, you are crazy. an OG.
0: Like phase I'm one. I'm an
2: OG <laughs> in phase like, one. Like phase
0: one was like that's where it all started.
2: And my two roommates did. Uh, communications for the mall, and so oh, wow. they could hook us up with the passes to Galaxy Land. Oh and my god! And so every day, my roommates and I rode on the on the Mindbender. Oh! Every day, we decided we'd try to make a record. I don't even before know before crash or after before crash.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: yeah. I feel like that would have yeah. changed things.
2: That I was no longer working yeah. at the mall post crash. So yeah. Thanks. So front
0: seat, Mindbender, first drop. No. No
2: middle seat. I'm a middle seat girl.
0: Did you ever even try it? No, oh man, that's that's an experience. You did the front, I did the front seat. Yeah, (laughs) as an OG mall person,
1: can (laughs) I like what's your feelings in relationship to the mall now? What do you think of it as?
2: I have philosophies about going to the mall. Oh, so never shop on the bottom floor, it's always way too crowded. Yeah, and go in pro tip and get out, right? Mm. Know what you want. Park near that door on the middle floor Mm. because you can always find parking on the middle. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Everybody always parks on the top or the very bottom. Mm. And, yeah, just go in and get her done. Yeah, you have to have a plan. Yeah.
0: Or you're just going to – it's going to become a maze.
2: Totally. Do you make a point of going to the mall often or no? No. (laughs) No. In fact, I was invited to go for Black Friday shopping this year and I politely declined. Yeah. Why would I do that yeah, to myself? Yeah, you're wrestling no.
0: against the masses. Like.
2: It, it was quite fantastic, though, when it first opened. Yeah. I mean, and the yeah, weddings that happened there and people taking their pictures on the ship. And,
1: it was a place. Yeah. Like, it was a
2: destination. Oh, and yeah. now,
1: it, I mean, it still sort of is, but yeah. not in the same way.
0: Um, because in Fantasyland, the banquet halls, like, yes. that that was the place yeah. to have your, your reception back in the day. Yep. Right? Because uh, it was either that or a hotel downtown. There was no banquet halls in Edmonton. So people would have like big, huge, huge parties weddings. there. And yeah. I
2: know there were some issues with like the huge wedding parties there because right. they weren't always sure the structure was going to hold. They had to go in and fortify that ballroom, I guess, <laughs> afterwards because the floor <laughs> what? shook
0: so much. That makes sense. Oh, I hope gosh. that doesn't
2: get me sued. I hope
0: not.
1: We'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you go before you say anything that does. All <laughs> I have to else. say, though, <laughs> is that the mall brings up all kinds of feelings for folks. Yeah. And there are a few people in Edmonton who know Wem as well as Matthew Duchak. For years, he's been detailing its history with his project, Best Edmonton Mall, and he joins us now on The Loop. Hello. Hello.
3: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Oh, thank you for coming. I mean, the only place to start, I think, is what is your <laughs> First memory. First memory. Of West Edmonton Mall.
3: The very first memory? Yes, let's go uh, way back. Okay, so you know hey, I, you have those fleeting memories of as a child where it's just bits and pieces and I was super young and I remember two things. My dad saying, standing in our kitchen saying, the mall has the laser maze <laughs> and then jump to me standing in line at some attraction and then and then holding a gun that I a light gun that I couldn't figure out how to use and that's all I remember but that's going back, so yeah. Like
1: an art house film, but
3: the Laser Maze was uh, it came showed up there in around eighty six or eighty seven. So mm-hmm. I would have been four or five years old, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a walk through interactive video game, and it was supposed to take the world by storm. And what? the company that brought it to the mall said there was going to be you know eleven hundred locations across North America. Oh my! Oh goodness. No. But uh, interestingly, uh, <laughs> aim high, <laughs>
0: yeah, aim high, <laughs> More exactly. <ways> than one.
3: <laughs> but interesting, interestingly enough. Uh, Rolly Crump, who's a Disney Imagineer, he helped mm-hmm. uh, he helped design it when when came really? here, yeah, in the the first location. So a little bit of a, a cool tie to one of Disney's most iconic Imagineers for for the Disney fans out there.
1: I had no idea that the mall had Disney connections.
0: Oh, there's another oh, one there's, as well. I'm <laughs> sure.
1: I mean, I'm sure there's many, but I don't know. Yeah. the <laughs>
0: connections must be endless. The mall's yeah.
1: connected to everything,
0: no doubt. And I mean, your blog goes into a lot of history uh, regarding the mall. Uh, Which, you know, must be pretty deep. Uh, Why did you start Best Edmonton Mall, which is a great name, by the way? (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh,
3: (laughs) I was speaking with some colleagues who were a little younger than me, and I was just talking about the, the submarines as if everyone would obviously know what I was speaking about. Right. And they just looked at me with blank faces, and they said... There's no submarines at the mall. And I said, "Yeah, yeah, there were submarines." And a couple of them were like, "There's no way. You're lying to us." Like they, they didn't believe me. Yeah. So I thought, "Man, someone better better document these things and prove it to the to the younger generation." But, so, yeah. Yeah. And I saw on YouTube these these people were going around old dis again going back to Disney, mm-hmm. uh, walking around and talking about the old Disneyland attractions and, and talking about how they operated and the people mover and this and that. Right. And the, I thought that's a, an amazing platform to maybe just document memories. So I, I started that and it
0: took off. I was shocked. <laughs> and what what kinds of reactions do you get from people uh, when they, you know, see your videos and, and probably want to share stories of their own, I'm guessing?
3: Oh, It's overwhelming and I yeah. never thought i was doing it more for me and maybe a couple of my friends i i am shocked by how many people reach out to me consistently i'm getting messages weekly sometimes daily and it's that's why i just discovered your channel i remember this and this and this and this have you ever spoken about that and most of the time i'm like yeah i have a video on that and they're just yeah, it's overwhelming, I guess. I thought I was the only one who had this, like, strong, nostalgic tie to West Edmonton Mall, and apparently not.
0: Like, I just think of how many video home videos must exist from the, in the 80s and 90s that are just sitting on a shelf gathering dust that you could mine. I mean, oh, it would be a you, gold mine, really. You are killing me, because I, <laughs> <laughs>
3: I – I lay awake at night, thinking metaphorically <laughs> thinking about all the tapes out there. You know the, the old. I may have the, some for you, pal. The shoulder mounted yes. VHS. Oh song, yeah, oh yeah. You know, and, and you got you got the dad, the '80s dad with the mustache, looking oh, through the holes, filming. And I've had a few fans, or now fans, but people who discovered me said, "I have an old yeah. tape.
0: Do you want it?" Oh my gosh. Um, I cannot say yes to that fast like, enough. Uh, you yeah. are painting a picture. I, I mean, uh, those are some of the first memories for me. You know, yeah. like these dads with bad perms and short Adidas shorts. And the, and the VHS <laughs> handy cam, and they're just following their families around and as someone who lived here you'd be watching them going yeah, they're tourists mm-hmm. but they might have just even been from somewhere else in the province and yeah. And now I, I dream of, I wish I could go
3: back in time and tell my dad or lend me the camera, get me a camera so I can yes. film everything in this mall. I don't care that I live in Edmonton and I've lived here my whole life. We need to, we need to document it.
1: Well, without all the dad tapes, where do you get so much of, because you have so much footage, so mm-hmm. much history. How do you get all that information? How do you get to dig so deep on the mall?
3: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, a lot. It all started with my own you know, anecdotal memories. Mm-hmm. It was just memories I had and then I would speak with people and it, it it's come from the community that has kind of risen up. And right. not to sound pretentious, but has risen up around the channel and around yeah. and around best Edmonton Mall. Uh there are some really dedicated people out there who love them all maybe more than I do. And what? they I, I Yeah God, somebody, <laughs> I mean people well, yeah, there, don't pe- let them hear that though because I'll <laughs> can we edit this out. Uh, yeah, but they they have I mean it's become a community based thing and, and mm-hmm. it's just people will will reach out with 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 tidbits and this and that and i'll and I'll mention during one of my live streams I'll say you know the, the medieval dungeons is something that you know everyone talks about on Europa, but Forgot there's all about that. no <laughs> footage of it, and that place God. was dark.
1: Can we explain hold on so i I <laughs> moved here in the last five years or so, so not awareness of medieval dungeons did
3: you say yeah so <laughs> I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the mall opened in phases, started opening in 81. It Mm. kind of finished its major expansions in 85, 86. And in 86, they brought Europa Boulevard and the World Water Park and that indoor lake and the submarines. Mm -hmm. And there was this little museum on Europa Boulevard called the Medieval Dungeons. And it was a medieval torture museum. (laughs) And it was... It was like something you'd see. I don't know if you've I ever gone to the gone London Dungeons in, in England, but yeah. it was torture <laughs> methods and wax dummies and a really dark, crazy place just besides like the
0: polo store. <laughs> yes, it was just but, on the left hand side. Though. Yeah, but it's, it's the contrast that
1: gets me. Like you could go get Yogan and then go look at yeah. a torture device. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Make what sure you thom- get sprinkles. Buy a tennis
0: sweater and then go see some dungeons. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. and you don't just talk about WEM too on your channel. There's all this kind of nostalgia around malls in Edmonton. Um, I hate to ask, but do you have any other favorite malls besides WEM? Like, what's your
0: top three? Well, uh, heritage. heritage. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> That's <laughs> I was the we video we watched. It's yesterday. Got Can gotta be Heritage. If we are Edmonton guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, because I was just going to say, whenever I bring up Heritage Mall, people go crazy. And I mean, I worked there. My mom worked there. So there, I think if you worked at West Ed, you have that connection, right? And the same, I think, with Heritage.
3: Right. Well, I've I uh, i always I've always been a South Side uh, person. So I've always yeah. lived on the South Side of the city. So although West Edmonton Mall was, you know, this awesome pinnacle mall, my yeah. local mall where you just run to or my parents would drag me to was sure. Heritage Mall. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize at the time just how. Awesome heritage Hall yeah. was this, like the architecture. It was next level. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was built after palm trees. Well, the waterfall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Wild. Yeah.
0: You don't even need me here. You guys can oh, just. <laughs> I learned
3: from you. I watched yeah. your video on heritage. No. It was like a piece
0: of, like, it was like a California mall in the middle of the exactly, I and mean, it was it was built after
3: modeled after Coquitlam Center in, right. in BC. BC and yeah. uh, But you know they had the hemlock wood ceilings and these huge skylights yeah. and the earth tone brick and and the it's just there's I can't describe yeah. how. Beautifully brown that mall was. And it was a I, lot of brown. I love it. Yeah. I love
0: it so much. A lot of brown for yeah. sure. And yeah, the skylights were something else. And I think at one time they wanted to turn it into like residences, which it would have been, I think, kind of cool, like apartments or something.
3: That whole project, since the mall closed down, yeah. has been nothing but a, well, I don't know, a cluster. Yeah, I'll just say that. A cluster. Yeah. 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 Um. It's. It was supposed to be this this massive outdoor place with huge. uh you
0: know towers, and towers things like that, and, and atriums, and water yeah, in the well, middle yeah, where you could ride a boat around. And <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's a parking lot now, yeah. and a dirt. And <laughs> somebody dirt. was pie in the sky, but there are there is a lot of residential there though. There is now, yeah it's, yeah, it's it's coming along, so it's good to see. But heritage does have its own Facebook page, which someone invited me to last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, and actually, and the, I joined.
3: It was the it was that Facebook page when I started working on that project. I yeah. reached out, and everyone was like, "You're making a video about this," and I just got. And if you watch that video, it's pictures and yeah. stories and articles. And that was all just given to me by the group. Again, community. It's the community Amazing. that does this. It's its
0: quite impressive. Wow. I mean, back to West Dead, And for me, half the fun is, like, just the, the stories and the facts that people kind of pull out. And uh, and for me, it's the nostalgia. Like, I mean, I remember being a teenager and going, I mean, you know, going on a date there and hanging out with my friends and just kind of, you know, being mall rats. And uh, that was the place to go. Right? That was the place to go. and um I think some of that stuff like you know even Claire, I'm, I'm sure you, you're like your mind's being blown by some of the stuff that used to exist there that you didn't even you know you would not have I'd about. heard
1: tell of submarines not the full story but uh, the, the dungeon
0: really blew me away today yeah. that, that was and the fire breathing dragon and,
3: <laughs> oh yes and so. how could you forget about that but and, it, so,
0: and so like I mean people's you know habits have changed a lot of people buy stuff online and things like that but what do you what do you think the mall means to Edmontonians today? today well
3: I can only speak in my own experience like as a as a parent um, right. of, of young children, mm. I, I love having that as a place to bring the kids yeah. in one of our cold winters, you know, like mini golf. And, and it's an escape. It's, a, it's a, an escape and it's mm. full of attractions. And I, I think, you know, if you look at it through the, the eyes of, of the 80s and early 90s person, it was this spectacle. We're going to be the best. We're the biggest. This is Edmonton. We're not going to be, you know, this is going to be a world world-class attraction that yeah. we've never done before. I mean, yeah. it was the world's largest mall until 2004. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of that, that love and, and almost pride and sense of wonder is maybe petered into a little bit of people take it for, for granted. You know, mm-hmm. they, don't. They, don't, they don't realize, you know, that not all cities have an amusement park and a water park and mini golf and ice skating and bowling and theaters and everything in one place. Right. Yeah. So to me, it's, it's, I, I still love the mall. And I think a lot of people just, you might, you know, that's a good question. I think a lot of people are experiencing it every day or every week of their life and they're not really attached to it right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you wait. 20 years you're gonna have someone else sitting in this yeah. this tier talking about <laughs> powered by hasbro <laughs> I will, I will there, but- and the drive go <laughs> carts and what have you you know it's, yeah. it's, I, it's yeah. leaving its mark on the carts. current generation i'm almost certain of yeah it. yeah that's cool
1: well I, so our studios right now we're in city center mall which is you know facing closures of a ton of stores mm-hmm. i took a walk through bonnie dune last week which is bleak malls are kind of dying does Wem have what it takes to withstand the test of time?
3: Yeah, I was. Uh, that's a good question. A lot of people are asking that. Uh, you know, because the yeah, you know, the sentiment these days is malls are dead, retail is dead. What's the point? Yeah. yeah. But destination destination shopping yeah. is not dying. Mm. You know, the, if you look at the stores in and I, and I get I don't get this from me. I get this from uh, the people at Retail Insider. They're big supporters of the channel. We're always talking about retail and stuff. And yeah, yeah. and Craig told me. Destination is actually, shopping is actually on the rise. So, you know, local, you know, hole in the wall malls aren't aren't doing well. But mm-hmm. you, know, right. you go to a place like Vegas or you go to a place like West Edmonton Mall, you go to a place like New York. Those destinations yeah. where you go there to shop yeah. are actually on the rise, which is why you're <laughs> seeing in my, this is my ass- ass- assessment, is that. You're seeing the Gucci and the Saint Laurent and the and the Louis Vuitton showing up big names, big names at, at West Edmonton Mall, and they're growing this this really luxury wing in the middle of the mall mm-hmm. because that there's a there's a good market for that, and as long as people keep buying those luxury brands and going on vacations and going to stay in a theme room and then going to the water park, it's the, the West Edmonton Mall for the foreseeable future is very safe in my in my eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I think a ton of people are not just going there for the shopping; they're going there for the, to experience all that other stuff. Yeah, and exactly. the shopping is it's a no brainer for it, that to be there. Exactly, and then it's yeah. the same thing at Mall of America, magnet. right? You know, yeah. you
3: you same they have that Minnesota. they have their their uh, their big uh, amusement park right in the middle, and it's the, it's laid out in concentric rings around it. But uh, very, very, po- very busy, very popular. So, so I think West Edmonton Mall is safe. I, I don't know if if Millbourne
0: Market Mall is <laughs> ever going to make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Millborn. Yeah. There's some story that could have its own channel right yeah. there. As a person who grew up uh, you know fifteen, ten minutes away from there.
1: Do you have a stop or a place in the mall that you make a point of going to every time you're there?
0: <sighs>
3: well, growing up, I used to love Galaxyland. That was mm. or Fantasyland, yeah. I should say. It opened as Fantasyland Fantasy in eighty three right. and then changed names in the mid nineties. And they get sued or something? Yeah, bye
0: disney disney yeah. let's talk about Disney. oh some there more. you go yeah
1: let's, more disney <laughs> more stories disney,
0: please. yeah disney, <laughs> disney's tentacles are far reaching yes it's hard to avoid you can't them. hide in northern alberta yeah with our name sorry
3: no that's where the wolverine is from <laughs> that's right and and you know marvel is now disney as the well so. found
0: out about that the hard way i guess yeah, <laughs> unfortunately but
3: uh yeah so i love Fantasyland. land i love you know i love galaxy land and I never really wanted to go to the World Water Park when I was a kid. I mean, I did. Yeah. That, I'm lying. I loved the World Water Park. <laughs> but if I had to choose, I would choose Galaxyland. Yeah. Galaxy Land. yeah. And my brother and, and our group of friends were always headfirst into the water park. And I've changed yeah. growing up now. It's like if I can get to the water park, even though the hours are kind of restricted these days, mm-hmm. I will I will find a way. I love the water park. Man,
0: a, a retractable roof would have been next would have been next level for that thing. It really would have. You know, in
3: the summer, like if you could have peeled it back and have some sun shining down, that would have been mm. something else. The closest they got to that was the rooftop sunbathing they had just off the balcony. So if you go in the World Water what? Park and you look up at that, that big, long balcony that's kind of abandoned next to the elevators in the, in the, in the water park, yeah. okay. outside of those doors, they had it all astroturfed and they had little fences put up around it and you no. could go sunbathe in the natural no. sun on the top of the mall for the first couple of years the the World wow. Water Park was open. I I didn't uh, even know that. Oh and if you didn't gosh. like that, you can go inside and go to the Sun lover Sun Lovers Pavilion and that was a fake tan. You could get <laughs> they could bad. just under the light bulb. Oh my god. <laughs> it was a different time back then, you know we didn't you know
1: in so many ways. It, it was
3: uh, and outside there eventually turned into a driving range for a brief period in the two thousands as well. It oh was a god. rooftop driving I did range. Not know that. Yeah.
1: I'm going look look, to look for that little balcony area next time I'm there. So, I'll
3: have to check out your videos. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Matthew, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you at the water park one day. A yes, oh
3: yeah, I'm <laughs> always there. You'll find me.
0: So part of the inspiration behind this show is... Of a show at the Mitchell Art Gallery at McEwen, aptly titled "The Mall," it explores the relationship we have at the mall and why we're so obsessed with it. Are we obsessed with it?
1: I mean, a little. Do we
0: sound? We probably sounded We've a little bit. We've been talking with
1: about it. it for like fifteen That's minutes. That's right.
0: <laughs> There's the food, of course, the architecture, and the big old water park. And Claire, you took a deep dive into the show.
1: Yes, not the water park, just the show. Just the show. I definitely did. Um, The exhibit, it it opened earlier this month. It runs until April 1st. And I was lucky enough to get in for a sneak peek with curators Carolyn Jervis and Hannah Quimper Swiderski. So there is stuff in there from a ton of well-known Edmonton artists, Vicky Wachinski, Michelle Campos-Castillo, Jude Grebel, Shan Rain LeGrand. And there is literally everything in there. I never even thought of that. Including interactive stuff. carolyn has been working on this for years and told me about where this idea came from.
4: We all know the mall's important, uh, but we haven't really seen a project before that's explored the cultural significance of the mall. So that's what this exhibition is all about. In terms of looking at art history... We have work that uh, goes back to the mid-1980s, so including work by Dan Graham, who's this prolific American artist who managed to come up to Edmonton twice over the course of his career to take this footage of the mall. It's so interesting to me that, that Dan Graham found it fascinating, and certainly you can see a lot of the things in the video included here. So So part of it is that sort of more designy built environment architectural piece.:
1: So there's definitely that appreciation for what the mall is as a structure. Sure. Um, I feel like you might have adjusted to it, but <laughs> I, I'd like to remind you that it is in fact, the size of a small city. yeah, 5.3 million square feet. <laughs> It is wow. an accredited zoo, as Leslie mentioned. By yeah. numbers, there are more than 800 stores and services, 12 attractions, <gasps> 2 hotels, 100 dining venues, and more than 20,000 parking spaces, not including overflow.
0: That is mind-blowing.
1: Well, and it doesn't feel that big when you just go there to go to Uniqlo. Wow,
0: you can't see the whole thing in one visit. Like, no. You have to do it piece by piece. Yep. Yeah, that, that those numbers are... Astounding, though.
1: Yeah, it is kind of nuts. And mm-hmm. and in the show, there are actually some photographs from the early days of the mall that capture all of the glass and glitz, the bubble elevator that used to yeah. be there. And, and that kind of... Sh-
0: the food court for yes. Phase 3 there, yeah.
1: 100%. And, and that kind of shiny newness yeah. that was this Brass. weird man-made space. So much... Yeah, very... Shiny. Art Deco-y.
0: <laughs> of very course, cheesy. <laughs> a little. Yeah.
1: But when you talk to people about the mall, it's the other stories. Like, uh, I Min, mean, do you remember Howard? Of course. Tell
0: me about Howard. Well, he'd be always doing flips and he had that deep pool and... Um can you know, clarify
1: that he was a dolphin? <laughs> he was a dolphin, yes.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. I just assumed everybody knew. But yeah, I mean, I you know, I always seem to have a lot of family would come into town and that, yeah. that was always on their to-do list, right? So people from overseas or other parts of Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're here now and our bags are unpacked. So let's go to the mall. Yeah. And that's where we would take them.
1: It's, it's still where I take friends yeah. from Ontario when they come to visit, you know, because there's sure. something about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to Howard just to recap his tragic story. Yes. Because he was the last performing. Dolphin from WEM. Um, He died in 2005. I think he was about 26. Um, And he lived alone for a few years after the other three dolphin friends died. Yeah, there
0: was a couple, three of them, I guess.
1: Yeah, so Lonely, Lonely Howard. And the mall Mm. has histories and stories of all these animals. And part of the show is a a piece by Jude Grebel that was, it is the water park, basically. It looks like a big pinball machine. And it's got a big ode to Howard the dolphin at the top. And it also showcases parking.
4: In some ways, so this work is, it's kind of a body and it's kind of a pinball machine. And it's kind of the water park and the mall all at the same time and so the like the central part of the of this of the sculpture is um, the water park and really interested in like um, folk traditions of making of craft and so you can see aspects of that in this work of all of these teeny tiny swimmers um, in this sculpture almost like um, if you've ever seen, like, natural history preservations of little bugs there um, floating in space there. And when, when we went to the mall together um, after eating at the Old Spaghetti Factory, like, walked through the mall together, um, and one of the things Jude realized when he walked through the mall is just how overwhelming the experience is. It's a, it's a really loud and busy place. So um, that's why it's filled with so many of these little figures um, if you're a child of the um, 80s, 90s, as as I am, you can get this like Polly Pocket kind of reference.
1: Oh, it boy. also reminded me of Zoo Tycoon or like Roller Coaster Tycoon when there's all the little tiny people just like right. running around.
0: I mean, I feel like she's talking to me as a child of the 80s and 90s. <laughs> I mean, became an adult of the 90s, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just getting flashbacks. Like I remember the, the food court in the fourth phase was just prolific. And yeah. they had this Chinese food place that was like 12 items for $6 or something That's crazy amazing. like that. And you would just have like this heaping plate of Chinese food and you'd mount it down. And then there was theaters in the corner. And then that was it. Like Friday, Saturday nights, that was where people went and hung out and yeah. watched movies. And like I remember seeing Top Gun for the first time jammed, jammed. Dang. Yeah, it was a place to go.
1: I'm glad you mentioned food, because another <laughs> part of this exhibit is that Hungry Zine, which is a local Edmonton group, right, has created a zine, which people have submitted stories to all about mall food.
0: Oh, for sure. Because
1: there are some of these kind of interactive exhibits as well. And while Hungry Zine, the the acceptance for admissions has closed, Okay. so that'll be coming out in March, there is still a way to be a part of this. So uh, we've been sharing them for the last 20 minutes. What is a conversation about the mall without stories? Wemories is a piece Lovely. built by Vicky Wierczynski. <laughs> so until February 19th, you can submit a stories at wemmerys.ca and Vicky will be using it to build a memory map oh for the mall. So she told Mark about it on Edmonton AM
5: people like through collecting these memories for this project like there's been people have told me like their parents got um their wedding photos done in the mall because nothing else was open and it was like 1989 the, oh, or something winter, you know yeah. what I mean like um you know everybody's been telling me about spending summers in the mall with the super summer attractions pass you know right. like, Those big. yes like there's so many just like really interesting stories that come out of that place that actually have nothing to do with shopping I think the shopping is really optional if you go visit and um, I don't know this is a place you go to maybe just have a really nice carefree time and I think that a lot of people have those feelings about this place that actually is really special like when I go somewhere else I mean most people are like what's Edmonton like wait you have a big mall and I'm like yes we do (laughs)
0: That is so carefree. It literally sums it up <laughs> yeah. as as a kid going there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have tons of memories from that place, right? Yeah. And my mom worked at Marks and Spencer for like 35 years. Yeah. So she worked in phase one. And my dad and I and my brother would go and whenever she'd finish work, when we were, you know, we were younger, we were teenagers, we'd just go, okay, well, Friday night, mom's finishing at nine. So we'll go to the mall at eight. And, uh, you know, Try to eat something at the food court and just walk around.
1: I think that's the thing that sticks out to me is just the normalness of the mall, and, yeah. and it is such this fantastical, wildly, especially now nostalgic, but just wildly nuts place. <laughs> But it was incredibly normal. And depending on who you are, that could mean so many different things, whether it was going to visit your mom after work or, you know, going to see. I I was watching video footage of like school tours down into the caverns, right, to watch the sea life. For sure. All of this footage and all of these different experiences. And
0: imagine all of the people who were teens in Edmonton whose first jobs. Yes. Started or happened at the mall. I mean, Leslie was talking about where she worked. Yeah. And seeing, you know, Papa Grimesian driving around in a cart. Like yeah. I mean, yeah, that was something to see.
1: Well, in teenagedom and malls, I think, are constantly hand tied together. Yeah. There is this kind of overwhelming sense of growing up with the mall For as sure. part of this exhibit. Here's co-curator Hannah Quimper Swiderski.
6: I am someone who actually grew up outside of Edmonton. I grew up in Leduc. So going to the mall was more of like an event for me. (laughs) It was, I I didn't live close to it. I live south of Edmonton. So our mall of choice was often like Southgate or like South Edmonton Common. Um, So going to the mall was definitely an event for me. It's a place that I begged my parents to have my 13th birthday party at. Um, It's a place that we went for field trips at school. I really associate it a lot with like adolescence and like pre-teen years yeah very very special place
1: (laughs) I want to know more about this 13th birthday party what did you do with them all
6: well we it was kind of last minute because I am bad at planning but we stayed at the Fantasyland Hotel Um, the because it was so last minute the only room that we could get was the truck room so it was not like my theme of choice But it feels very um, on point, I think, for me as an Albertan. It, like, really, really fits, I think. Um, And me and my friends got to be, like, let loose in the mall and go shopping and go see a scary movie all kind of by ourselves. So I I really associate the mall with, like, that first taste of teenage um, independence. I think of the mall a lot as a space where, for a lot of people, it's, like, the first place outside of school and outside of your home that you really get to perform your identity and explore your identity in a way that is not sort of limited to kind of conformity and and things like that so,
1: so min we've now talked about the mall for honestly a long time
0: it has felt <laughs> like we've been here a while
1: are you in the mood to go shopping
0: shopping maybe not so much shopping but just to go and uh i mean you know i'm a dad to a 16 year old and a 13 year old and they they wanted me to they got me to drop them off on boxing day to mm, go yeah, to yeah. do some shopping. And it, it totally brought back memories of me and my buddies doing the same thing, yeah. right? And it's, it is a place to go where you kind of feel like an adult as a kid because you have some independence and you're mm-hmm. kind of finding you know, your way around by yourself. And I said to them a million times, I'm like, do not get lost. Like, do, <laughs> do not separate from each other. It's going to yeah. be really busy. Like Before I dropped them off, they're like, Dad, we're going to be okay. Yeah. But it, yeah, it is a great place to go and feel like, oh wow, I'm a big kid now. Yeah, right. When you are a teenager and you're younger and yeah. and things like that.
1: Nothing says the first steps of adulthood like an orange Julius and like twenty bucks in your pocket. That's right. To go to Claire's for me growing up. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know Claire's very well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The Loop is a podcast from CBC Edmonton and our team is Leslie Goldstone, Corey Hopperstock, and Olivia Oh. Our theme music is Change Your Mind by Edmonton musician John Common and I'm Claire Bonnieman
0: And of course, I'm Mindariwal and as always, we want to thank you for listening. The Loop is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis communities. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. You can send us an email at at cbc.ca, or you can reach out to us online on any social media platforms.
1: I'm at Knop, basically everywhere.
0: Yeah, and I'm at Mindariwal on Twitter. And you can leave us a rating or a review wherever you download the show and you can find us on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca
3: slash podcasts.